speed. No, it's turbines to speed, atomic batteries to power. Ah. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. I don't know what the next one is. Hurrah. Hurrah, Batman. Hurrah. Hurrah. Uh. Yes, John? <laughs> you are listening to Beer School. <laughs> We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get you. Learn what beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and... All the festivals. All the festivals you might attend. Oh. Uh, or recount stories thereof of attending a festival, or after attending a festival. Um, the best part about beer school is... The homework. The homework is beer. I started putting a TM on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if if if, uh, if you don't like the homework, uh, you fail. You fail. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the homework is the reason why to listen to the show. I think. Um, so did, because we're so smart, smart and witty, like so. Like, um, we're going to recount tale, tale of the Oregon Brewers Festival on the show. The best festival, the best festival in the world. world. Except I've never been to the Berlin Mall of Beer. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the best, but oh, yeah, I feel so much fun. We have a guy, a guy right in uh, uh, one of the listeners, listeners wants to be our beer course correspondent from that. From that. I'm like, jealous. Like, okay, jealous. You knock yourself out. out. I want to go to that. Out, then I'll take some, pic some pictures, post some stories. stories. Call the beer store. Call the beer store. Recount count the things that are slower. 206 Five three three eight. Five three three three. Yeah, that's the beer Very school good. robot. It's the beer school voice recording robot. So, if anybody's gone back and looked at time, the, the lengths of some of the shows, those that last three or twelve or eighteen <laughs> minutes, that's the drunk calling the beer school robot. Yeah, and we actually listener drunk called the school. I remember robot. that. That was funny. Um. Oregon in the last in the last. Oh, wait, wait, start off. So Oregon Brewhouse is unique in that it's always based around. The calendar. The last full weekend of July. And despite the fact that <clears throat> that beer has risen in price, they have the hop basis, that we have the malt shidge, we have uh, water and taxes th threatening the cost of beer. A it's taste. Still a token. It's still a buck taste. Taste of beer is roughly two ounces, or take. Mm, I, I, well, I it's going to say it's precisely to the bottom of the mug. Yes. So there's this rimmy thing around the, the mug, and it's smooth on top. It's kind of uh, ratchety. Like a, like <laughs> Rat faceted. A faceted. 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 That's it. Ratchety. I like ratchety better. Um, and it's faceted on the bottom, and to the top of the, the, the pores where that happens. And if you give them four tokens, or four wooden goals, as it were, you get the whole, whole glass. Yes. And there was a couple of beers that I decided that I had enough to get full glass. You know, John, we're doing a very, very special beer school from the BF that at some point get us to I was going to get to that in a minute. Uh, but I was saying the only time drinking full beers is when uh, our ableists were bringing full beers. I was getting wasted doing the show, <laughs> which is different from the usual show because... Oh, it's just not. Um, <laughs> well, the but as usual, I always predict ahead of time. I uh, I go up to, to the OBF from Wednesday to Sunday, mm -hmm. and usually Friday night is uh, the, night, the night I come down out of my tree. The bender. That's when I come out of my tree. I was done early on Friday, but man, did uh, pfft, ran that one fast. Saturday, well, actually, Friday was my. No, it wasn't Friday. It was Thursday. Thursday was the bender night for me. 
Do tell, John. Oh, you were at Green Dragon or whatever the new hip place is. That was on Friday. Okay. Where were you Thursday? I was hanging out at, at uh, Ringler's Annex. This was the first night of everything. I think after this was this was after this was after we had done our interview. No, that was Friday. No, it was Friday. Then why was I ruined on Thursday? Oh wait, I'm sorry. I got my days off by one. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. I got my days off by one. So Thursday night was the night that I hung out with my friends, made dinner, um, had a pretty normal night, and then Friday was the bender. See, that's how ruined I was. See, the great thing, if you people haven't picked up already about the the uh, Oregon Brewers Festival, is uh, the contingent of good friends from the Bay Area that was up there was about, what, two dozen? At least. Even though we didn't hang with all of them, because I always seem to be on one side of the river when some of the kids were on the other side of the river. But uh, the great thing is you only go to the festival for two or three hours a day. Right. And then you disperse off into study groups, keeping with the beer school theme. Um and hit different breweries, yep. and you revisit some of your favorites, and yep. you find some new ones. So Wednesday, when I rolled in, was uh, Lucky Lab night, oh. and uh, had a Super Dog, which is a most excellent IPA. Yes, and uh, tried something else from there, and I wasn't really keen on it, but I always I I just like Lucky Lab. Fun night. Well, you know the the bar has dogs running around. Right. Uh, picnic tables in the back. It's okay to smoke cigars at least for another two months. <laughs> and, then, and then that's it. No more. Uh, that will change the, the scene. But so many places out in Oregon have outside places. And in some places, getting rid of the smoking will be nice because I didn't know there were still places where you could smoke in bars. And I know, I think it was Ringler's Annex. One night I came back from there stinky. But uh, what we're saying, you don't just have to go to Portland for the Brewers no, Festival. The you can go up and do everything we did except for the Brewers Festival any time of the year. True. Set up camp and, and wander around the beautiful city of Portland. I'm going to say that you know the, the festival gets everybody there. That's, the, that's right. what's fun about it. So as we're going around, we're running into our friends and, and seeing it kind of like we're here uh, uh, near the beer school studio. I kept I, I kept running into the beer geeks. <laughs> I hate them. Why didn't we come up with that plan? Just travel all the time. That's all you have to do is just travel. Oh, Make a video. Those, yeah, those guys. Well, we talked about that. Remember? Yes. And uh, well, video is such a different story. It's not. It's so short. <laughs> True. And you have to be much hotter. True, Dad. <laughs> John, who's hotter than us? Angela. No, 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 no. I'm, you know, I've got abnormally high self-esteem. I don't think anybody's better looking than me. You, you're pretty, you're pretty sharp there too, John. I'm becoming more evil. Evil. <laughs> Need to grow some horns. But uh, back to beer. Portland, Portland was just, I love it. I've done it for 15 years. I love it. And a lot of people go, how was it? And I go, oh, same as usual. Yeah, awesome. I mean, you know, there's always some dumb, stupid story. There's always some great story. Yeah. There's a lot of just hanging out with your friends and drinking beer. All right. So speaking of beer, what was your favorite beer of all? Well, I actually, what was your second favorite beer of the festival? That's a really good way to phrase that. Um, two beers that's or uh, two beer experiences that stood out. Um, 
we all know number one favorite beer is Ruby. Yeah. Um, and they also have something that they call uh, Purple Haze, which is like Ruby, but it's another berry beer that uh, Mixum serves. I sort of lump those two together. Um, you can actually get the Purple Haze. They distribute that everywhere. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, the I think it was a Pills that they had at Deschutes. At oh. the uh, at the brewery, are we t- only talking about festival at, beers? At the festival, at the festival, um, because the festival is what I mean. There was there were things that got brought to the festival that were at the world that won things at the World Beer Cup. The Congo Queen from I forget who one know, of the big Portland breweries. We don't have a um, the Congo Queen was good. It was a sort of Belgian beer. Uh, I'm such a hack. Sort of a Belgian beer. It's minus one of the ingredients, so it was a lot of spice. I think it was a lot of the spices in the lighter beer. So that was a really interesting idea. Uh, um, as, as we all know from our world history, uh, the Congo was the property of the Belgian king. So that's how you get Congo queen being a Belgian beer. Um, wait, the king was a queen? No. no. That's, that's funny, though. <laughs> uh, um... I think it was Rattenlocks that had a raspberry beer. It was very good. It was uh, smart and tart. And then, then there was a little row of IPAs. Uh, uh, Asia from Portland had a really, really good IPA. Terminal Gravity, which is somewhere, I think, government camp or someplace. In the Zomini's up in the Northwest, they had a good IPA, and the world had a good IPA, and there were one right next to I noticed that one of the things was, I know that I noticed that they did not have, I guess it was just two years ago when I was there, they seemed to have a lot of IPA. This year, this year, there were six of them. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Trimmer was up there. Yeah, surprise. 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 It's really important to remember the name of that beer, to yes, not, yes, not yes, get it again. Because there was one where it was described as a urinal cake flavor. flavor. And somebody else said, no, that's not, that's baby diaper flavor. Okay. And okay. I don't I know the name of that beer. I'm always worried about it getting it again. We've got what was name. But but in between beers, or a recent set, when we're in the north end, we go get Pliny. Pliny. Have a Pliny, and then go back in to get other beers. What Pliny is right? He's at beer. Pliny was the I used to say it was a big bell curve, and that there were just a very few really bad beers, and just a really few really good beers, and a lot of mediocrity. Not mediocrity, but, but run-of-the-mill beers in the middle. It's gone a lot further toward the good beer side of the thing. And the problem is, if you taste something, you go, God, this is a great ground. 
Brown doesn't stand out in your, in your mind when you're recording these things right, right. Of, of all your flavor experiences that you're having. So you always go, this is a great IPA. This is a great stupid fruit beer. This is a great, you know, fake right. Belgian whatever. Well, that's because there's out of the 72, out of the 72 you're, you're drinking these beers that are actually top of the heap. Kind yeah, of things. But because of the way that it's all, it's like you said, the way that it's laid out, they, they tend toward the average. Yeah. Because you're just, you're, you've, expo you've, uh, you've explored all these tastes over the period of the day. Yeah. Or three or four. Or three or four. That's the case, maybe. Yeah. So after 20 beers, well, I don't know who can have a palate after that. I got to say, for people wanting to try different beers up in Portland, uh, something outside your usual experience, I would say go to the Whitmere Pub. And that's because, once again, especially in the West Coast, um, we don't have a strong tradition of making real German beer, and Whitmere does. Their all beer when I went to the pub was fantastic. And I'm not saying that, that Whitmere is going to have necessarily the best blow-your-socks-off beer in Portland. Right. Because there's so many great little breweries doing great stuff. But if you want something that's really, really, really well done, really good beer outside your normal experience, uh, Whitmere does. Every time I go there, it's fantastic. We stopped by on, uh, I think it was Saturday. I don't know, someday. No, it was Thursday. Uh, not this matters to any of you, our dear listeners, and I love all of you, especially Michelle's mom. But um, we we got a sausage appetizer where it slices of different sausages served in fondue with bread. Uh, so it's like it's a casserole <laughs> dish with slices of really good sausage in molten cheese with bread to dip into it. It was one of the most extravagant beer appetizer things I've ever That's had. really decadent. Oh, yeah, it was great. I, everybody goes to Portland. It, it, all, all the places are great. Whitmere stands out because they do this strange, or not strange, they do this German thing that is lacking usually on the West Coast. I'm sure in the Midwest, with a lot more of the German tradition, you're going to find more of this. But the West Coast, yeah, there are you know, probably 15, 20 breweries that make amazing IPA in Portland. Yeah. But if you want something that stands out or is going to be unique, Widmere always, it's always like, wow, this is great. Wow. So speaking of the Midwest, the Michigan brewery Bells brought their... Um, their Clydesdales? No, they no. don't have Clydesdales. I heard those are for sale. <laughs> Save the Clydesdales. Actually... The French eat horse meat. Do the Belgians do that, too? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Midwest, Bell's, which is a Michigan brewery, brought their <laughs> brought their porter, which won the gold medal at the World Beer Cup this year. Okay. So, you know, I'm walking through and looking at the, at the signs, and I see this. I'm like, wow, they brought that? That's, that's above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was an exceptionally good beer. It was one of those things that stands out. Like, okay, I'm I got the taste and I tasted it and like and then I was done with it. And I'm like, four, please. So the filled filled the glass to the top and just enjoyed that from from the idea that in order to really understand what a beer tastes like, you've got to go through the whole pint. Is the the World Beer Cup is the thing that's held in conjunction with the Craft Brewers Conference? Yeah. yeah. So you have that also in San Diego. Yeah. 
So was it roughly the same thing? Well, I didn't have the beer in San Diego. Okay. Right? They didn't they weren't actually serving the beers that won I guess it makes sense. Right. They were just they were just random beers that that were uh that were on the table. Okay. Um in addition to the beers that were specifically brought there to pair with the food. So here was something that I'd heard about that I would been that had been there for the award, uh, you know, saw the guy get the get his get his uh trophy and then got to try the beer. You know, so many of those things that they put up on the screen or they have that that are on the list, you're never going to be able to try those beers unless it's a local beer. Right. Which is uh, uh, Mike up at Iron Springs. He got an award for um, his oatmeal stout, Uh which our friend Christian's now brewing. True that. So, so. You know, that beer is just 30 miles away, and one day I happened to be in Fairfax, which is a short, long story, but anyway, I happened to be in Fairfax, stop in for a pint, and I'm like, I want that. That's an exploding cowboy. <laughs> um, I got to try that stout, and it's, you know, it's, it's worth going out of your way when you're going up the 101 after Golden, going by the Golden Gate Bridge to, to, uh, to check this out. I, what do you think of your experiment motor? I think I'm right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bells puts their beer in cans too, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And bottles. That's, and bottles. Yeah. Well, we had the we had the expedition stout. Yes, we did. That was that was extraordinary. That yeah. was like one of the best things we've ever had on well, the show. You also had a really good experience with another heavy dark beer up in Portland. Yeah, well, that's kind of okay. So that I shied away from because I was scared of it. Right. So this kind of gets to the end of the end of the trip, and we'll come. You know, we'll. Do we want to skip that? We'll get around to that later. Yeah, we'll get around to that later because okay. that, that's kind of like that's kind of like the 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 climb, not really the climax, but the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. I, I think my high my high point was shaking Rob Whitmer's hand. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So that <laughs> happened on Friday. Friday at three o'clock, we had. Uh, it was more like three forty because the professional radio person just let everything slip. Oops. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was walking around the hour before, so you know it was two o'clock hour to show time, and I'm and I'm looking for beer. What our, am I? Our producer what, kept hitting me, going, "Where's John Foster?" I was nerved out of my head. <laughs> I was like, I've never been nervous before an interview before, and I've interviewed. A number of different people and we've been doing this show for a year and a half and and you know i've been around people that you should be nervous around but i'm like yeah whatever that dude's just the like dude. me when i'm really really yeah <laughs> well or or hanging out with people at the craft brewers conference as a good example oh, i didn't do that well i know that but i'm just saying that you know you meet you meet these quote legends and they're just these guys uh-huh you know they're just a, it, not, and they're usually shorter than i am they're always shorter than you are, unless <laughs> unless it's Sean Paxton, who you hate because <laughs> he's taller than I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to do that. Anyway, uh, so I was out walk. I was basically walking around, thinking about what the interview was going to be about, how I was, what questions I was going to answer. Excuse me, ask, and you know, just spinning that whole thing. 
I was getting loaded, by the way. Oh, right. But, but I, you know, and I had my notes and, I, and I'd done my research. And so I was feeling really good about walking into class. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't just making it up. And then we got, we, you know, we got to showtime and then our guest showed up and it was like, wow, there's our guest. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> it was. It was. See, my problem was I'm waiting, and we were getting delayed, which is fine because yeah. I would like to thank Justin and the whole Brewing Network, especially Chad. Um, but the time was slipping, and like, oh, I guess I have time for another beer. I get another beer. Oh, I guess I have to go pee again. Well, I peed. I should have another beer. Uh, <laughs> pee again. It was a slippery slope. It is. Atop which I stood. Yeah, well, and the thing with, oh, and you'll hear this in the interview, but Justin was really, he, I mean, it turns out it was a, it was a big deal for us to be able to do that interview because he doesn't like people to use his equipment. Props to our our producer too. True props to our producer. But I was just going to say that Justin was really, he was, he went out of his way to say that this hasn't ever happened and (laughs) and it will happen again because everything went, went went really well well we let him borrow our our interview we let him borrow our guest he's like (laughs) he's like you guys are how did you get that guest (laughs) like we have an awesome producer (laughs) like can we borrow your producer no (laughs) (laughs) you borrow our guest (laughs) but uh no what a what a very cool guy and uh, everyone will hear this interview at some point because uh justin just got back from his week-long extravaganza tour of the hippie track or whatever. Yeah, of uh, the between Oregon and California. Feelings or whatever it is. I think he was experiencing beer, but we'll say if he wants to experience his beer. feelings. I think he's experiencing his feelings from beer on Friday from noon to one. Beer. <laughs> I like beer. I like beer. Did you write any postcards from Portland, John? Did not. Forgot to. I did. You know, that's such a quaint thing anymore. Like, you used to be able to go into everywhere and there was postcards for sale or they gave postcards away. They still are. I know, but I don't see... It's not something that you see. Trader Vic's gives uh, postcards away. Over When was the last time you sent a postcard to somebody? Uh, Last week. Okay, part of your homework is send us a postcard. uh, Or, uh, actually, if you put a postcard stamp on the back of a coaster, you can send a coaster as a postcard. I've done that a lot, too. And I've gotten coasters from friends who are really drunk when they send them, which are pretty funny. Homer Simpson, on an old episode of The Simpsons, he writes... Either post, either a postcard to the back of a, co- a coaster, and it's like, I miss you so much. I love you. I love you. Five dollars for peanuts. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> so yeah, that's really good homework. <laughs> um, anyway, the address is on the website six six six. No, that's sorry. the that's the that's no, my address. There's sorry. four sixes. Just keep in mind, there's four sixes in the six, number six six whatever. No, the address here is uh, it's on the website. It's, it's on the website. Fla- the Francois. Yeah, Franco is, and uh, send us send us postcards or coasters from your favorite place. Just because we haven't got one in a while, and I haven't sent one to anyone. In I a while. will send a bottle of beer to anybody who sends me a verified notarized postcard from the Trader Vic's in Abu Dhabi. Ooh. <laughs> oh, and you know what? That's going to be a really good bottle of beer, too. No, I just said a bottle of beer. I'm not, you know. 
No, I'm I'll, cagey. All I, friends who are lawyers, I know how to be a jerk. I'll throw down for, for something interesting. <laughs> it's not going to be interesting. It's going to be motors. You're not going to send It might even be a can of beer. You're not going to. You know oh, better, yeah. You know what's better than a bottle? Can of beer. Not that. The other one. Or maybe that one. I don't know. You can turn the uh, 21st Amendment six-pack holders into lunch boxes if you open them up <laughs> your fingers through the holes and you can trot away like a happy little schoolgirl. It's like a hamster cage. John, what did you do the Tuesday night before you went to Portland? Oh, well, this was a really fun thing. Um, speaking of cans, uh, our friends from the 21st Amendment finally got their act their, together. No, they've had their act together for a long time. They finally got their their Beer in cans distributed throughout California. And it's soon to be in Arizona and Oregon and Washington, or maybe never Washington, because um, there is that state problem. Yes. Grr, Washington. Anyway, uh, so the, the beer is slowly going out to the rest of the country, and uh, it's the, the party... The release party for the cans was held at the Tornado in the back room, and um, sadly we did not. That's a funny story. We did not get to play washoes because there was so much stuff that was uh, that was there were beer kegs in the way and vintage beer kegs in the way and all kinds of things that were that were there. This was the night before I went to the Oregon Brewers Festival. Yeah, and uh, somebody didn't tell me that it didn't. It started later than it seemed to start. It was supposed to start at 6. Yeah. And it didn't get rolling until 9. Right. So I got there at 6, and people were there at 6. Uh, and uh, about 7.30, I looked at my friend, get a friend of the show, uh, Stephen. Oh, yeah, Stephen. And he had to get moving on. I said, why don't we go across the street to Memphis Minis and get some food and come back? And it was starting to roll at that point. And he's like, okay, that sounds good. We went to Memphis Minis, which is the best barbecue ever. Um, I like dry rub. In San Francisco. No, the best barbecue ever. I well, like dry I'm, rub. I'm <clears throat> waiting to find, you know, I'd like to really find some nice Santa Maria barbecue down uh, Central California. Because I've decided out of all barbecue types, I like dry rub. I don't like goopy sauce barbecue. I like dry rub. But anyway, that's not the barbecue is not the point of the story. We went across to Memphis Minis. We got some barbecue. Came. I came back over, and everybody was gone. Everybody who was there for the 21A beer can party was gone. And I'm like, they got swallowed up. WTF, as they say. <laughs> and I texted somebody and said, where'd the party go? I thought everybody just left and gone someplace else. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the secret back door opened. I'm like, oh, you're in the secret back room. Yeah. Love the secret back room. Yes. You got to love an establishment that has a secret has back room. That a third of their space is used just for secret parties. <laughs> well, so the funny thing about this party is... is ha ha! Sorry. The funny thing about this party... Don't do that the, again. The homework? Is that... Can I have my whistle? The 21A was the first beer to be served in cans at at the Tornado, which has been open for over 20 years. Yes, it's their 21st anniversary coming up. 
Uh, I can't tell whether they're being European or not. I think it's the 8th of September. Oh, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Wow, really? Yes. Why, John? Well, that's when we had Dr. Bell on the show. It doesn't seem like it was a year ago. It was. Uh, we had Dr. Bill on, this, on the show sooner because I did the cleanse last year. Right now I'm on beer vacation, but today I'm on vacation from beer vacation. Um, I did the the uh, lemonade cleanse upon return from uh, Oregon last year. Yeah. And I was on the cleanse during Brad's going away party, the 21st moon party, and Dr. Bill being on the show, which would all be the middle of August. Right, and then, but and so uh, the anniversary. Doctor Bill was in town for the anniversary party. Right, uh, for the uh, for the tornado. So hey, shout out to our old producer. Yeah. What's she counting back on? Oh, you mean not? You mean our old intern? The uh, the intern. Sorry, yes. The intern, aka, wanted to be the producer. Yes. Yep. Rosie, I haven't got a text or a phone call or a bug. Rosie, we yeah. had to, to get Rosie at least out for a beer. You know we're. But Oregon Brewers Festival. Oh no! I was just going to finish up the story at the okay. Tornado. So uh, it, it rolls until until I want to say one in the morning at least. Yeah, at the least. <clears throat> and um, and so the thing that's interesting is is that Dave Keen, the owner, has no qualms about lighting up cigars and smoking in the back room. <laughs> I'm sure that there's I'm sure that that's not really allowed but he's like whatever right it's like it's my place it's the back room it's a private party also if it's only the owner there it's not a problem right the owner and his wife and all of his friends so right who are also smoking cigars <laughs> right but no by the way the law works uh, if you, if you're the owner mm. the the way the smoking law works in California is it's to, to protect the employees of establishments so if you're the owner it doesn't matter right although they want to change that did you see that san francisco has these has proposed these really draconian wacko uh tobacco selling laws yeah oh my gosh the whack one though is this and I'm 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 sort of in agreement with every single thing that's there. No more cigarette machines on the street. No more oh, cigarettes. No, that's Germany. That's right. No, but, <laughs> but they want my first trip to Germany. I took so many pictures. Look, it's a tobacco. It's a cigarette machine right, right. here on the street. Right. <laughs> the the first one that's the most important is to get rid of advertising for all cigarettes within the the city of San Francisco. Didn't we? They still can have like a little pop up stuff. Whatever. Anyway, they're getting rid of all of that. They don't want it to, to have any advertising. Um, but the one thing, and then now it's going to be, it's, so it used to be no smoking within an entrance, be in front of an entrance within 10 feet. Right. Now they're pushing that back to 25 feet. Right. So essentially what happens is there's no place for anybody to smoke because typically on a storefront, the doors are about 50 feet apart from each other. So there is no there is no zone anymore unless you're standing in the middle of the street. Maybe you should stand in the middle of the street. Maybe. And then um, and then uh, the last part of it is is that the extreme the the tax the taxes that they want to charge um, on cigars and cigarettes are pretty extreme. 
it's like wow okay so sure you want to if you want to smoke then you're going to pay up to three dollars more per pack or per cigar so what's my incentive to make to buy from a local retailer nobody's going to buy it i have a good friend uh who doesn't buy cigars within this country right and everybody loves his cigars. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and and but the cost of those cigars. Yeah, but is, three is, bucks on uh, some guy who's selling you a twenty bucks cigar, big deal. Right. No, no, no. I, I'm not complaining about that. Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm just stating some. When things. they start taxing my red meat, that's when yeah, I'm throw when they, down. right. When the when the tasty cow comes with a big old price tag, uh, no thanks. But the worst of it is, is this: is that they it's had, the homework. Oh no, sorry. The worst of it is this, is that they have this this part of the bill or part of the, yeah, it's part of the, the, legislation. the bill, the legislation. It's the city of San Francisco's legislation. The legislation. So part of the legislation is that they will allow third-party enforcement. What does that mean? It means that anyone who decides to uh, go through the go through the guidelines and the steps to become an enforcer can be a cigarette Nazi. <laughs> So imagine this, right? You, yeah. Imagine this. Oh, well, that's perfectly logical in this city, right? So you basically Berkeley. You basically have these these people who have a bend against this that are looking for anyone and everyone who's lighting up outside. And I this is where I have a problem with it is that you can tax it, you can regulate it, you can change it, but when you bring the common citizen into the to be the enforcer, now you've you've opened it up for anybody to go and and you know beat their cause. What's the opposite of a libertarian, John? Uh, a communist. I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's whatever you are. <laughs> I'm all about cap. I'm all about it's capital. I'm all about capitalism. I'm all about taxes. I'm all about. I'm all about. You know. Here's the thing. If you're going to use something and it kills people and it causes a mess, then you should pay for it, right? the The idea that gas is four bucks a gallon. Who cares? Gas could be ten dollars a gallon. It's not going to change the way the American drive. The average American drives. That's but not true. It's it, okay. It may change, right? We may we may change the kind of vehicles that we that we use. Uh, it will definitely change the price of the iceberg lettuce. But I guess the the thing is, is that not for us. We're right north of the sea. Yeah, exactly. Valley. Iceberg lettuce is always going to be nearly free. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just it's just one of these things, like. I'm like, yeah, okay, I agree with this. This is this, 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 but third party enforcement, what the hell? That's like it's making the Stasi. That's like making S-T-A-S-S-I, everybody A S S I, I think is how that's spelled. Look that up on Wikipedia. All right. That we're, was the East German secret police. We're done with that rant. What? Really? Yeah, I'm done. I, I thought want, this was beer school. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay. I'm done with that. Now and so anyway, I wrote the I wrote the the, peop, the guy that proposed the bill and I wrote the two people that were the supporters of it, and I said, you know, this one you got you were you were all okay until you got to here <sighs> Oregon so what was your high point John or do you want to ask me my high point well your high point I know what your high point was you maybe to, I'm not going to tell that story on the air you got to drink ruby every day that's pretty much your high point. I don't think I got to drink ruby every day I really wanted tater tots on Sunday <laughs> For those of didn't you who you don't get know, them? The, the, no, I didn't. 
Um, for it can't be hard to make. What is it? Jalapeno tater tots? No, regular tater tots. Just regular? you have to have pristine, perfect oil. You have to fry them for the exact right amount of time. You need a fry daddy. No, I don't need anything you can fry with. But um, all right. Yes. Keep going. What was your moment? What was your high point? Well, uh, a friend of the show has never been on, uh, sported for... Uh, one of the great things about Portland is the beautiful Edgefield Brewery, which is uh, McMinnum's probably prime property, which is... It's, di- it's Disneyland for drunks. It, it's the best place you could have ever, ever imagined taking a vacation if all you want to do is sit in one place and drink. Okay. Where is it in relationship to the festival? Uh, almost as far away from the festival as possible. I've looked on, uh, if you go on Google Maps, um, Portland occupies a big, wide, flat space at the junction of the, where the uh, Lamette River flows into the Columbia River. The Columbia River is probably the biggest river on the uh, West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs east-west. It comes through this beautiful gorge before it gets to Portland. Um, right when it gets to the Portland area, it opens up and there's a big plain, and that's like the Portland and uh, Vancouver, Washington metropolitan area. Edgefield Brewery is almost as far east as you can get from downtown Portland before you hit the gorge. Um, as I tell people, the airport and the airport's usually pretty far out of downtown. The airport's about halfway to Edgefield. And as you're sitting outside at Edgefield, you can look up and you see the planes pretty high up still on their final approach to the airport. Mm. Um, So when we went out there on Thursday night, uh, you can take the bus out there. Bus goes out there every half hour and it's the city bus. And you're like, rumble, 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 rumble. And if you're drunk enough, uh, you might not sober up by the time you get there. But we were sobering up. A friend of ours who was coming down from uh, from Seattle uh, was going to meet us there. And we figured, yeah, hitch up right back with him. And he's like, no, he did the responsible thing. He got to the hotel and he got a car to take him out there. And so he called us and he said, oh, took a car out there. And we're like, oh, we're going to take the bus back. The last bus is like 1030. He's like, oh, you guys can go back in the car with me. And Somebody said, well, there are five of us. He goes, I'll just get another car. So we had two town cars waiting for us at 1 a.m. Perfect. To take us back from Edgefield to downtown, which was, uh, Gary, I love you. Uh, It was a fantastic, fantastic way to deal with the Edgefield. Uh, Yeah, because I looked at going to the Edgefield. I'm like, okay, I have no way of getting there and no way of getting back. Sure you do. The bus. No, no. I'm saying (laughs) What I'm saying is I have no reliable way of getting back. That was really the problem. Getting there, there's like 100 ways to get there. You can bus, cab, car. I'm actually, I would like somebody from Portland to uh, chime in with me on this one. Um, I looked on Google Maps, the end of the light rail is relatively close due south of uh, Edgefield. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know if anybody's ever done it that way, taking a cab to or from the light rail to Edgefield. But Edgefield, Edgefield's amazing. Um, off the record, I'm just going to say something completely random here on Mike. That tastes like cucumbers. 
That tastes more like cucumbers than this does. Yep. Um, Edgefield is not to be missed. It's I've been to the McMinimums have a couple of different properties where it's like imagine a bed and breakfast about beer on steroids. And that's some of their properties, like the Kennedy School. It's an old uh, elementary school where they've got ponds. They've got a couple of different, um, a couple of different uh, bars and things like that. But the Edgefield's got a little golf course. It's got massage. It's got a winery. It's got a distillery. It's movie theaters. It's got all this stuff, and it's in such a beautiful, beautiful setting. And they do such a nice job restoring these buildings. Um, what was it before? It was the this is the old folks home and mm. the uh one of the jails one of the county jails is still right next door to it although i heard that they're giving up on that and the McMims is going to take it over and turn it into more lodging space nice yeah um so that's one of the portland things i have a couple of friends who've gone up and stayed there i've stayed there a couple of times um amazing the only problem with edgefield is it's unto itself. It's not in town. There's nothing else close by you can go to. It's just and it's, it's a destination in of itself. And I think both you and I will agree to this. Um, when you're doing Portland, you don't want to be driving. No. They got enough buses. They've got enough. They've got a, a great light rail so system, no, and they've also got streetcars. Um, and things are close enough in that you can also cab. Yeah. You can go to Portland. You can fly to Portland. You don't need to get a car. Nope. If it's your first time and you're doing all the places, you can cab around and, and take the bus and have a great time. Well, the the light rail goes from the airport. Right from the airport to right, downtown. Right to downtown. And it's a 14-minute trip. If you drive, it might be two hours to get to downtown. Yeah. Because of the way the traffic works. They just haven't. They've they've done a better job of of uh, public transportation than they have of, what, what of their roads. What happened technically was in the eighties. Uh, they needed to widen the freeway going to downtown. Yeah, and they said instead of widening the freeway, why don't we build light rail? And so Makes they sense. they made some fixes of the freeway, but they built the light rail, and now the whole thing is get on light rail, don't get on the freeway. Yeah. And it works. There's so many, especially that one, the core line between the edge of downtown and into downtown, there's a train like every five minutes. Right. I will which, say. Which will go to the frequency of trains in almost like London. I'm going to add into this. If you use light rail, buy a multi-day pass. Uh, that way it's in your pocket. And if, if the, if the, if the guys, if the pass the checker, checkers, the pass checkers, you just have it, and then you don't have to worry about if you're in the free zone or in the out of the free zone or where you're going. It's just there, yes. and and that way it's not a uh, not a problem. Uh, I did my my friend's place was one stop out of the free zone, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chance this. I'm just gonna you know not pay the buck fifty, right. And lo and behold, I'm stopped. And I'm like, uh, I thought it was free. The guy goes, no, it's not. I'm like, well, I'm not from here. I'm from San Francisco. I showed him my ID, and he's like, okay, go. Right. You know, and I, I was able to slide that one time, but... Uh, it's not worth. It's so cheap. You might as well throw. You might no, as well it, throw twenty at it, and then your seven days pass, and then that's that's as if you're buying uh, a morning and a night pass. Anyway, 
and uh, you're all good. You're a wise man, John. That's exactly what I got, even though I, neither of us were there for seven days <laughs> to do math. And a day passes like four something, and yep. we were there for five days. And it was like, well, I just get the $20 thing. And you get it at the airport when you're buying the ticket. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got a $20 bill. Yeah. Even Krakow's got a $20 <laughs> bill. Anyway, it was just a, it was just a logical thing, and then once I had it, I didn't think about it, and it's in my pocket. You get on the train, you get off the train. If anybody asks, here you go. You know. Okay, I got a question. Sure. Uh, we all know United Magazine, United Airlines Magazine Hemisphere is like three perfect days. Where? Okay, if if you had to name three places to go, or five places to go, or seven places to go, or something like that in Portland, what would they be? If you said what, oh, let's say you're in Portland for business. Okay, you're downtown. It was see, got this is like this is almost this is almost touring Portland beer. Yeah, you got All like right. three in the afternoon until uh, pass out time. Wow. Okay. Um, either to start with, Lucky Lab or Green Dragon. Tell me more about Green Dragon because I didn't get to Green okay, Dragon. Okay, Green Dragon is this. It's as it was described to me. It's this new hipster place. Okay, it's basically a converted warehouse into a distillery, a brewery, and a restaurant. It had some tables out in front or out in back, roll-up door happening, and um, evidently they have music there every every other night or every night. Um, the building was painted green, thus the Green Dragon. <laughs> and part of the other reason why they called it the Green Dragon is that the distillery makes absinthe. Right. So, not Green Fairy, but Green Dragon. So that's the that's the story behind it. And uh, they had some they had some of their own beers. They had a lot of guest beers. Um, the food was pretty good, from what I tried. And uh, good times. Okay. Um, the difference between Lucky Lab and the Green Dragon is, I'm going to say that the Green Dragon feels a little bit more, uh, it feels less beer pub and more uh, social, it feels more beer hall. Okay. I can't, I love uh, Lucky Lab. Uh, but they're right next to each other, right? So you can pick one or the other. Then I'm sad that I didn't find Green Dragon. <laughs> Um, I love Lucky Lab. Or go have a Lucky pint. Lab is just like go have a pint at Green Dragon and then go have a pint at, at Lucky Lab. If anybody doesn't believe, anybody doesn't. Believe, I'm working on it. Uh, I might be threading a double negative here. Um, if you don't believe that you couldn't open a successful brew pub in your place, if oh, you're in, in your town, doesn't have beer now. Oh, go to Lucky Lab. Go and, to Lucky and, Lab and, and go em- emulate that. Yeah. No, that's a perfect. That's a perfect example <laughs> of a very accessible beer, beer venue. Lucky Lab is in a well, pretty much th- industrial neighborhood. Yeah, there's three. It's of like them where you now. might get your car lubed, or you might go and pick up uh, uh, doorknobs or doors or whatever. Um, and it's got a parking lot, and it's got a brewery, and it's got a concrete floor, yep. and it's got dogs. Oh, and there's there's two bus lines that go whoosh, yeah. either way. But if you're really in, when they opened it, it had to be cheap rent district. And if you believe whatever town you're in now that doesn't have a brew pub or thinks it needs a second brew pub, 
there's a place like this in almost every city. Exactly. And in a lot of places that aren't San Francisco, um, it's still cheap rent. Yep. Well, that's Brewing really... is usually still confused as an industrial use, which would go right fine with the sewage. The, the Lucky sewage. Labs in. Yeah. Lucky Lab should be a case study in a place you can open a brewery. But at the same time, Lucky Lab sort of looked out at all the people around them. I know that for the last couple of years, OBF has always uh, coincided with the end of Tour de France. France. Yeah. I said France. Um, and a couple of years, uh, Lucky Lab had all these TVs donated because there's some custom bike equipment manufacturer right around the corner from that them. wanted to watch the the show. That wanted, yeah, that's funny. Uh, all right, so Green Dragon's the same same thinking, right? It's in an industrial area. It's off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, it's a, it becomes a destination. You'll go there and you'll stay. You'll stay longer because you know where we're we gonna go next, kind of thing. <laughs> You're stranded. Just not really stranded. It just feels stranded. Uh, all right, so there's that. So that's uh, part the first one. Okay. The next one is, and it's not my favorite place now. It used to be some place that I really sought out, um, but it is Bridgeport. Oh, this is a good one. Right? No, this the, is a the, good one. So the thing is, is that Bridgeport is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. This restaurant brewery is is absolutely, it's it's marble black. It's stunning. The, the ironwork on the, on the patio is beautiful. But guess what? It didn't used to be like that. It didn't used to be like that. I would like, and, okay, here's and, some, and I'm, can I'm, I give some homework before we say yeah, anything else? Yeah. Uh, anybody who's never been to Bridgeport before, go to Bridgeport and tell us how much you like it. Because I had a deep, deep, deep philosophical conversation with somebody whose name might be on this can. This can. That could be one um, of two people. That, yeah. And I'm going to say it, we don't like it as much. Because when we first started going to Bridgeport, and have, have I said that I've been going to the OBF yeah, for 15 years? 15 years. Um, back in the day, it was the middle of effing nowhere. There was the nothing there. The street was dirt. There yeah. was this abandoned warehouse across the street. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first time I went out there was like hiking to the edge of the world. It was. It'd be like. If this location where we're recording right now was a brew pub before Mission Bay happened. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, this would be a good brew pub. <laughs> could brew and over there. Bridgeport is a beautiful, beautiful, well-done brew pub now. Yeah. Anybody who's going to go there is going to go, this place is really great. This place is beautiful. This place is fantastic. Yeah. And my argument was, it's a beautiful, fantastic place. And we have to understand the neighborhood around it. When you go there now is lofts and all this stuff that the whole neighborhood came down and like washed over it like the ocean. Right. Um, and so the way that the brewery is now reflects the neighborhood. Yeah. Also, my argument is what the, the thing that, that has, okay, I'll use the word, destroyed my, my old feeling of what it was to be at Bridgeport was when they tore down the building across the street, which Bridgeport oh. would have nothing to do with. But when you used to sit on the loading dock, my yeah. favorite place at Bridgeport was to sit out on the loading dock. The street was still dirt, and there were yep. some railroad tracks. 
Um, I don't know if they were the same tracks that used to deliver full cars of grain up to Henry Weinhardt's, but I remember going past Henry Weinhardt's when they still got rail service all the way up there, and they would have grain cars vacuuming the grain into the brewery because that's how much beer they were brewing, and Henry Weinhardt's isn't there anymore. But um, when the building across the street went and the, the loading dock got all bougie, that's the word I've been taught, bougie. bougie. That's a short for bourgeois. Bougie. It got bougied. Um, that's that's when Bridgeport. That's the difference with Bridgeport for me. It was the funky thing is sitting on the loading dock and looking at sort of the rundown building across the street and the place up the street that we think we're rendering fish guts because it stank. The thing I'm going to say about it, not to we'll keep dwelling on this, but. It's still worth going to see. I love Bridgeport. There's no reason not to go. Right. It's not that it sucks. It's, it's just beautiful. That it, it's just that it's not what it was. Anyway, this is how whack this place has got. They have cask IPAs. So I was like, I was excited. A Bridgeport IPA on cask. I, I order one. It comes out and it's freezing. Because they store the... They store the cask beer in the oh, same cool. in the cooler where they're storing their milk. It's in the wrong. It's in the wrong place. Yeah, it's just like okay, this doesn't work, and eh, okay. It's the clientele. It's who's it's who's going to that place, and those people probably aren't ordering a cask beer. Okay, I'm going to give you a compare and contrast right now. Okay, what about Deschutes? Oh. Does the shoots have no cred because there is they're slicker than Bridgeport is. Man. Okay, so this is actually this is actually the the end of the story. Okay. Okay. So we gotta talk about two other places before we get to Bridgeport. Okay. All right. One of them is Windmere. Okay. Okay. Um the fish on the side of the building. Oh, the one on Salmon Street yeah, that yeah. isn't there anymore? Yeah. Oh well. These things happen. I know. But I'm just saying that that the you know that was one of the that was one of the destinations that you know you had to go, you had to go see that. Um, so uh, the one of the Windmere breweries, go and hang out, check that out. Uh, Ringler's Annex. Uh, I wish there was a bar as cool as Ringler's <laughs> Annex in San Francisco. Exactly. I've decided after all these years, and traveling all around the world. That the coolest, 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 coolest place to drink beer is Ringler's Annex in Portland. It's very nice. And it's not just sitting downstairs in the basement in Ringler's Annex. It's not just sitting up on the street. it's not just sitting up on the sidewalk. It's both of them. It's both of them. Ringler's Annex is the best place, my favorite bar. I wish there was a place like that in San Francisco to drink beer. True. I mean, those are very strong words. Yeah, those are very strong words. So <laughs> And the beer? Pff, it's ruby. Who, yeah. oh, no, it's not even ruby. It's purple haze. It's purple haze. And grapefruit drops. <laughs> grapefruit drops. <laughs> as, as Jamie put it, Lloyd was drinking grapefruit job, drops like it was his job. <laughs> <laughs> a grapefruit drop is basically a lemon drop. It's... Um, and it's so well done. It uses it's, it's one of those um, 
like Williams, I know you can't see what I'm doing with my hands. It's one of those Williams Sonoma like uh, citrus crusher things. Yep. That crushes fresh grapefruit into a glass that's rimmed with sugar that gets, I don't know, vodka? I don't know. I don't it gets um, grapefruit infused vodka. Grapefruit infused vodka. This stuff is like candy. It is candy. <laughs> it's a candy drink. It's like, oh. Uh, but it's I, not a candy drink in a bad way. No. It's a it's, candy drink with tart. It's pretty tasty so you know i actually got to try one again like (sighs) i'm drinking beer oh no they're great but i'm not gonna uh, touch them but ringler's annex is the best bar in terms of the ambiance yeah it's once again the mcminimums no matter what you say about their beer well the ip minimums they have a raft of building a bar is outstanding. Yeah. Well, all the broken tile that that lines the the downstairs. Stone hippies the, the, work for really cheap. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to say that their IPA that they make, Hammerhead, is just okay. Yeah. It's not anything awesome, but uh, I don't know. Here's the thing: We're hanging out, sitting out on the sidewalk, watching crazy weird people try to steal our drinks. Crazy, weird people saying, hey, can I have a cigarette? I'm like, no, you just asked. You were getting stalked. Yeah, I was getting stalked. Two years ago, two years ago, uh, there was that, uh, pardon me, but this is the correct term, fag hag. Remember that woman? Ugh. I got the pictures. The, the look, she was like 80. Yeah. She was, she was funny. Um, I was sort of sad the big thumpy gay disco across the street shut down. Mm. And across the street now is American a- Apparel. I mean, come on. Yeah, that should be a restaurant. John, come on. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Um, so where are we with this? We're ta- so we have one last thing. The homework. No. Up no. uh, the shoots. Yeah, fifth. Okay. So um, we have the last place on this tour of the short tour of Portland uh, is Deschutes. Now, Deschutes Brewery is... I would say it's like it's brand new within the last couple of years. Well, Deschutes, well, Deschutes Brewery in Bend has been around forever. It's Mirror well, Pond. It's it's uh, right. No, no, no. The brewery, but this place that they opened in Portland. This is the last year. Yeah, this yeah. is. So, as you put it, whenever they were asked, "Hey, do you think this is a good idea?" They didn't say no. They ne- no. They never. My my quote was, "They never said." No, that's too much money. <laughs> that's right. It's, you look into the building, and it's one of these buildings where, no, there was money was no object. Yeah. Money was no object in this building, and I, it's beautiful. I think this was a, and I'm going to have to look it up, I think it was an either an old auto parts place or a car repair place. It's or all a, the same. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all the same. It's a huge old warehouse. And this thing, <laughs> by comparison, I guess I want to, I guess I've tried to figure out how big it was. I think it's six times bigger than 21A. My guess was four for the place where you're sitting, but yeah. yeah. It's the place. Well, the the thing that I love the place, everything was done perfectly. Yeah. But my question is, we we will heap praise on Deschutes. Yeah. 
And we sort of go, Bridgeport, uh, uh, uh. If, you never, if you've never seen Bridgeport before, how would you compare Bridgeport and Deschutes? Bridgeport went through and remodeled their place where cost is no object there. We're bitter because it removed all the funky. But it's, well, here's the, it's, 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 I'm saying they're the same. Here's the, here, this is the difference, is that Bridgeport is dark and Deschutes is light. That's true. And, and the dreariness of the black kind of starts to get to you after a bit. No, my, no. The, my, my question is, when you have all the money you want, oh. and what are you doing with it? I think they should both be complimented for, for responding oh, to the no. fact that their neighborhood that used to be abandoned buildings and rail yards. Uh, I, was, I was talking to somebody up there um, because of my secret life. I'm sort of a planner, planner. You're supposed to reveal that. Um, and people try to, from down here, try to draw comparisons to South Market. I'm like, well, in South Market, there were always businesses, right? And the Pearl District in Portland, a lot of it was abandoned, or it's been completely changed over, right? That South Market is bigger than the Pearl. And right here where we are in Mission Bay, which a lot of the Pearl was abandoned railroad, railroad yards like yep. Mission Bay, um, it's it's a completely different thing. But there were a couple of businesses and all this stuff washed in. And Bridgeport is just this strange little story that, exactly. you know, they went to adapt. And they probably did the right thing because they had the money to do the right thing. No, we're not dissing them. We're just saying that we're not into it, right? I like it. It's okay. I wasn't. Uh, anyway, I, so I want to talk. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Deschutes. It's great. Duck prosciutto. Two words. So we ordered the pre <laughs> the pretzel with the molten cheese. Uh huh. We ordered. It's not better than the sausage with the molten cheese. No, I know, but it was really damn good because the pretzel was fresh, made, just made right, you know, minutes before. Uh, we ordered the the bowl of clams that came with sausage in, uh -huh. along with the clams, and then um, the meat plate, and then this this uh, box of uh, not box, but this. <laughs> He's this box bowl of of uh, shiitake mushrooms that didn't do anything for me. How did they prepare the shiitake mushrooms? It was in this wine sauce. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounded good. But your stalker, it, your stalker ordered that, right? No. Okay. My stalker was not there at that uh -huh. point. Actually, my groupie. Groupie. Okay. Yeah, sorry. my groupie. Yeah. Sorry. Stalker groupie. Same thing. It's just you know, groupie sounds cooler. I guess. Oh, I know the difference. You don't want to. You don't tolerate the stalker. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that didn't happen. So you so you uh, so we ordered we ordered a bunch of stuff off the menu and the beer that I ordered was the Black Butte XX or Black Butte Twenty. Yeah, it's eleven percent. It comes in this huge, I don't know, snifter glass is the best way to describe it. And oh, that beer was good. Big chocolate aroma. Kind of bitter coffee taste, but not really. It was very balanced for being eleven percent, and it made me very, very happy. Well, because it was eleven percent, but well, yeah. But uh, it was just like it was. It was like if you're gonna do a beer that's for your twenty year anniversary, you might as well go big. You might as well do something that's gonna be mem memorable 
and you might as well do something that's going to that has a chance of lasting for five years. Yeah, um, Jaime and I um, sort of held court there on Saturday, and um, I like they had like a pilsner thing, and they also had another beer that was sort of style wise indescribable. Mm. It might have been a sort of weaker version of bitter American. It was, uh, but both those beers are fantastic. At the same time, Jaime was having the uh, the double X, the double X, which is a great beer. But if I'm going to sit there, and I, I, you know, well, the thing was, is I was on my way to the airport, so um, you know, this is the last stop before then, right? And so I had two, and that was perfect. That was just that was just just the right amount of beer. Set you down properly. It did. Although I have to, it's funny. Everybody reminds me when I go to Deschutes that I described Mirror Pond, which is their pale ale, as tasting like pond. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I think it was just a bad beer. I think I just had one that I just that was just old or or not stored right or or pond like or pond like. And I'm like, I'm sure that Mirror Pond doesn't taste like pond, and so. You know, you can't make crappy beer and spend the sort of money that's no. in Portland. Oh, and no. for all of you visiting Portland, it's right behind the old Henry Weinhardt's brewery, just a block off at Davis and Eleventh and Davis. Something yeah, and like it's that. and it's two blocks up from from uh, from Ringler's Annex. True. So you can go have lunch and awesome food at Deschutes, and then uh, nightcap it off at Ringler's. Problem with Ringlers, they have no fryers, so you can't get, you can't get the tater tots. There's two Ringlers. There's Ringlers Annex, and then there's the big Ringlers, and I'm not a fan of the big Ringlers. Well, the the big Ringlers is is okay if you want to get food. Yeah, and it's under the ballroom, which is a music venue. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, but no, Ringlers Annex. As said earlier, best bar. Or no, best... You know, there are great places to drink beer around here or just drink around here on the bay, on a terrace overlooking this, on a terrace overlooking that. But if you want the the urban beer drinking experience, Ringler's Annex cannot be touched. And more and more people are saying this after going up after more and more years, that it's just like, this is a place to gather, this is a place to drink beer. Um, the intimacy of the way that downstairs is laid out underground with the uh, the lights, the candles and everything. And then up on the street with everything that goes on in that neighborhood. Woof. Woof. Everything that goes on in that neighborhood. All right. So to wrap that up, Lucky Lab, Green Dragon, Bridgeport. Windmere. Windmere. For German beer. Yep. Deschutes. Ringler's Annex, and if you are making a weekend of it, hang out at the Edgefield. Hang out at the Edgefield. <laughs> or maybe the Kennedy School if you want to. All right. Friend, but. So my last my last beer of the trip, I was at an airport bar, and I'm going to leave the name of the bar off because it doesn't matter. But on tap were... Was it called Altitudes? No. <laughs> Although it could have been. Um, my last beer was a drop top amber from Winmer, 
And it made me really happy because here we're, you know, on the tap were six beers and four of them were local beers. And one of them was the obligatory Bud and the other one is the obligatory Bud Light. But, you know, 60% of what's there or 75% of what's there. Yeah, that's right. 75% of what's there is a uh, lot. Is, is, uh, I just was said local. A lot. And uh, so that was my last beer, and then I got on a plane, and I came home, and it's like, wow, I'm back. That was a whirlwind. I love Portland. I will be up there next year. I might be up there before next year. All right, so you have homework. The best part about beer school is the homework. The homework. The homework is beer. I thought it was to sign up for that Belgian beer tour. In yeah, the Belgian beer tour. Uh, or send me Quahog clams. Or send us steaks. Yeah, all of the above. Uh, the Belgian beer tour sounds interesting. Could be fun. It's in December. We'll be there if you're there. If you're not there, we won't be there. There's bus will take you to everywhere we're supposed to go. Uh, I'll sign breasts. Oh, did I say that? Thighs, too. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Motors groupie is going to have lots of signatures. I have no groupies. Yes, you do. <laughs> you popping groupies. <laughs> Those are boys. All right. The homework. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay. So the homework is in three parts. One of the homework pieces is just a reminder. Drink local beer. Because we did experience something uh, with, with even if it's in cans, even if it's in cans, um, we did experience something which was that ruby that's six months old is not as good. Thank you for reminding me about as that. as ruby that's right out of the tap. No comparison. Oh, the difference is unbelievable. No comparison. And so when we had ruby on the show, and everyone's like, "Eh, it's not really doing anything for me." Well, it's because it was six months old. Or three months old, or however you, John. however old it was. So that's the reminder uh, of that. Drink local beer. That's like your continuous homework. And uh, and then there's that. So um, there's a lot of beer festivals that are left in the in the, between now and December. Um, I hold, I'm holding up a celebrator, which is the local beer rag, and I'm sure that your your local has one. Um, so for example. Uh, coming up next week, the Hayward IPA Festival. It's the 11th annual one over on the right coast in Millvale, Pennsylvania. It's the second annual brew festival at Millvale Riverport Park, Riverfront Park, uh, in Guerneville, August 16th. Woo! Oh boy. <laughs> um, August 16th is the Russian River Beer Revival and Barbecue Cook-Off. That's somebody's hometown. That is. Uh, Bend, Oregon, the fifth annual Bend, Oregon Beer Fest, uh, which is at bendbrewfest.com. Funny that you followed Guerneville with Bend. Um, I'm not going to be able – this is the thing that's really whack about this. Um, we can't, once again, go to – the 12th annual Stone Invitational Beer Fest and Anniversary Celebration on the CSUSM campus. That's at stonebrew.com. Cal State of uh, San Marcos. Hey, Lucky Baldwin's August 16th through the 24th is having their ninth annual beer Belgian Beer Festival at Lucky Baldwin's. If you go to Lucky Baldwin's 
uh, please, please buy Push or Swenabir. Yeah. Push ejects. Evidently, they're they're there. So there's a lot of beer festivals that are coming up. Um, still, take advantage of them. Uh, go and take pictures. Go and try the different kinds of beers. Uh, drink responsibly. Have a DD. And John. And do that. Uh, beer but, school real time. Right now, it's uh, what? Sunday afternoon at 3? Yeah, something like that. Uh, what are you doing next Friday at 6 in the morning? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will already be sitting in a, in a seat um, at... And this is really weird. And we're really not pimping these guys, but... Yes, we are. Okay, but it's fun. This is why we do this, because, the, you know, on the side, on the on the back of the beer, that, that this uh, growler... <laughs> on the back of this growler, <laughs> it talks about how Prohibition ruined the local pub, a.k.a. the local. And, you know, video killed the radio star, too. Yeah, and the internet killed the the video star after that. Um, but the idea is that the local where you went and and hung out and talked to interesting people and and met your politicians and all of those things got taken out by uh, by a law. And what was it? Yeah. And 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 there are lots of locals that are in in San Francisco and and people sort of flock to them by their neighborhoods because they don't like to drive and it's right there. I mean the amount of people that I meet just sitting at the, you know, at this place over the last bunch of years is it's been pretty incredible. You met me. I did. And we met Look where Bob. this led. I know. I met Bob Coleman, I met Nico and Sean, I met um can't believe you. What? Never mind. What? And Nico in the same voice. I can't believe that. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, six o'clock in the in six o'clock. That's as annoying as your whistle. <laughs> I got four of them here. I know. Six o'clock a.m. Uh, the people, the K Fog Morning Show. I think that's is that the right. Yes, the K Fog Morning Show, which I is, think technically by uh, by law by uh, contract you have to say the K Fog Morning Show featuring Dave Morey. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, they're doing a live broadcast from the Twenty One A, and uh, there's going to be a couple of bands that are going to be there. Uh, they're going to be talking to the owners, the brewers, the the yeah, the owners, the brewers. There are there are different brewers that'll be there, uh, and all of everyone from the crowd. Also, what John is skipping because he takes the high road. Um, it's an excuse to start drinking at six in the morning. <laughs> Any of you who live down here have a job. Uh, yeah, call I did this. In, I, call here's, well. here's a story. Anyway, there's another part of your homework, and that is um, make a beer butt chicken. <laughs> it's really easy, right? You take a can of anything, you you put it into the into the chest cavity of the chicken, and then that sits on your grill, and it. Uh, what it does is it, it it cooks and it keeps the inside of the chicken from drying out. It keeps the chicken moist while you're barbecuing the chicken. Yep. And you can put different herbs and things like that. Uh, yeah. Speaking if of dry you go to the Twenty First Amendment. That's 21st-amendment website. Um, they have links to get the recipe for the 
uh, beer can chicken that Chef Lorenzo did. Mm. And he puts different ingredients also inside the beer can. One of the problems is getting the top off the beer can to put in the beer can. I just chicken. use a church can and I just smash it down. So okay, that, that makes sense. You know, so that it's basically... Church key is one of those things you used to open cans with when we were kids. Yeah. The other way to do it is to do it... The, the homework. Oh, is to do it the reverse way so that you have the the um, triangles going on the side of the can. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. And then that way it's, uh, you, you know, you don't worry about the holes and you don't worry about taking that thing off. Um, See, because what I did is I tried to take that thing off and that was just like a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous, dangerous, sharp, sharp bunch of metal. The other way you could do it is the Ken Hartunian way and open it from the bottom. <laughs> so you basically well-known, well-known beer crap collector. Yeah. I mean, uh, beer uh, beer crap collector. I mean, beer. Uh, That's about right. Whatever. Beer historian uh, Ken has promised to be on the show at some point in time, although we can't seem to get him. Uh, yeah, he's very hard. To he's very hard to give. Very hard to schedule. As you say that. Yes. Um, we've talked, but he's you know he wants to do the show about beer memorabilia. How many of beer. you out there actually collect beer crap? Because I've got some old bottles, but it'd be like Antiques Roadshow. Ken, what do you think this this is worth? This is a oh, he'll say seventy five cents. I'll give you a buck for it. <laughs> you know, and he's like he's gonna spin it back on eBay and make twelve. Um, the thing with the thing, this is why it's an interesting story is is that lots of people have these. I'm on beer vacation. It's not like I'm drinking. Enough. No, no, I know. Um, a lot of people have things that are in their attic or in their in their um, in their their mother's boudoir. Yeah, something you know, and it's an old sign or it's an old glass or it's an old neon or something. And it turns out that all this stuff from 1930 on or 1918 before has a, has value to somebody, right? And. And it can be something as simple as a coaster. Uh, Ken was telling me about this coaster that he found that was worth 60 bucks to some collector. Like, how can a coaster be worth 60 bucks? But anyway. Somebody's just spent a million something for a baseball card. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. <clears throat> all I'm saying uh, is... Tax rates are too uh, low. That's, that's yeah. all I'm saying. All right, so the homework this week... Beer! ...is beer. It really is beer. It's drink local beer. Uh... It is plan on hitting a beer festival and finally make a beer butt chicken or beer can chicken. Also, I got you can disagree with me, John, but sure. I would say anybody who's listening to us right now and you want to go someplace for a beer festival and you're thinking G GABF, the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, October eighth. October eighth through the Don't 11th. go there, go to the OBF. I mean if you're looking for oh, one yeah. or the other, go to the OBF. Well the thing is that I'm gonna be at the GABF again. I just booked my flight. I might be. I booked my flight. I'm thinking about staying at the treehouse, although I don't know. You're not staying at the treehouse, are you? <laughs> Those people are lucky to be alive. <laughs> and I think it would, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the experience, but it's a working experience. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Disneyland for beer. I'm like, whatever. I've got so much work I can do there. Um, That's so, true, John. So there is that, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Anybody within the sound of our, our voices right now, Friday morning, the... We already talked about that. 
Well, say, what's the date, though? If today's the second, the, it's the eighth. No, today's the third. It's the eighth. It's the eighth. The first Friday of, oh, second Friday of August, Twenty First Amendment, five forty-five in the morning. Get there, drink beer at six a.m. so we can be on the K Fog Morning oh, Show. Oh, that's right. That's your other part of your homework. It's the, uh, it's the uh, radio station that all the old hippies listen to. I it's like. Great. I used to love K Fog. K Fog's great. K Fog for what they do, runs it's really, a tightrope. Oh, I know. It's. I it, mean, it, their their demographic is like from eighteen to like ninety six. Sure, I'm going to say that it does get a bit repetitive. Yeah, um, I do know that I'm working too hard when I hear ten at ten. At, I'd love ten at ten. I know, but I'm, I'm just going to say. I know oh, I'm working when I hear it ten at ten with at ten and ten. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, but it's something that's happened. Um, and ten at ten, it's a, I don't know who puts that show together, but Dave Mori does. What an amazing amount of research that he it, he's able to pull that off. I would like to go to his house and like see. I assume it's. A, I've seen pictures of the inside of Doctor Domeno's house. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually, you know, here's the thing, because he's going to be. I get to ask this question because he's going to be at the. He's going to be at the uh, 21A, the 21A next Friday at six o'clock in the morning. Going to actually ask how he pulls this off because I think what he has is a band of elves. No, he does it by himself. Wow, uh, Mister O'Sullivan, who is the beer guy on the show. Mr. Mori runs his own boards. I run my own boards, but I'm just saying I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> okay, if he really does the whole, like, he can't do that. He does. How does he pull this off? Okay, right. he's got he's got 30 years of rock and roll. He's got different <laughs> genres within. He picks 1983, but then he picks pop top 10. Yeah, or then he'll pick 1983, and it'll be like beginning of. Of alternative, or he'll pick metal, or he'll mix it all up. This is, uh, kids at home, this is all online at kfog.com, I think it is. Um, and you can look at 10 at 10. I don't know whether that's AT or the little thingy. I don't know. The A with the little thingy. I don't know. I've only ever heard it. I've never actually looked at it. But it streams. It also streams. So Pacific Daylight Time, uh, whatever 10 o'clock is, where you are twice a day, you can hear that. Oh yeah, join us all. if you can't show up. Oh, that's true. Just, K-Fog, K-Fog just, streams this whole yeah, thing. Exactly. K-Fog will stream it starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time um, on Friday. That's GMT minus 8. Ooh, you're so international, <laughs> John. So who was the person up in Portland that you were most surprised to see? Besides my groupie? Yeah. <laughs> John had a lady friend show up. Uh, I'm still getting my head around that. I'm still not totally comfortable with the idea. Go for it. Most surprised person to see. Mine was. Oh, 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 oh. It's oh. going to be the same. It's going to oh, be the same. Oh, say it, say it, say it. Dana. Dana. Miss Frecia. Huh. It was like, <laughs> you never. It was like, Dana shows up and I'm like, you never come to beer festivals. How cool. <laughs> yes. Mrs. Freesha showed up. Very fun. Yeah, and I got, speaking of back blowed out uh, and <laughs> taking out Herman Miller, I got the talking to. Oh, the her. usual talking to. Yeah, the to. usual talking to. 
That's okay. I had to figure out what to do with like 50 pounds of berries on Sunday morning. Berry my, what? My roommate in the hotel went berry picking on uh, on Saturday. What? Yes. What did she do with 50 pounds of berries? Did she leave them for you? It wasn't really 50 pounds. There were a lot of berries I had to deal with. Like Marion berries? Uh, we had raspberries and blackberries. Blackberries stay together, but if you've got a back uh, a box of raspberries, it's like scooping through like bloody pulp. Yeah, no, it's you got to squish them or put them into. But I still I've. You ever you ever gone out really drunk to a sushi restaurant and eaten as much sushi as you could, just like going, I'm gonna have more sushi than I could ever possibly handle. This was like that with blackberries. We did that on Saturday and then Sunday morning. And I was like, I saw all these berries. What am I gonna do with them? Did she leave you with the berries? She left me with the berries. That's kind of weird. Yeah. She could have left you with something else, though. Good thing it was just berries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, with that in mind, I'm going to say we only have one last thing to say on beer school. The homework. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> and that is class. class dismiss. Oh, the poor microphone. <laughs> They live in a box that says danger microphone. Product. I know it does. This is, these expensive mics and says microphone product in the box. That's really weird. <laughs> you said box. I'm excited that people still email me and ask for the bear joke. You haven't even told the bear joke in a long time. I don't tell the bear joke. That's how I get people, you know, to send me an email. You know, the stats on the show are really weird right now. Yes. I was looking at the I was looking at the bandwidth meter and I'm like, why is it so why is it like big? Because it, we're that good. Well no, what's happening is is a lot of people are discovering the show and they're and they're going through each they're going through the entire thing. Yes. So it's uh it's it's a different it's a different thing. I don't know where I don't know exactly where people are. You know what the problem is, John? Hmm. People like us. Sure, I'm happy about that. I'm just saying that the stats were confused. It wasn't like before where you could see the, the, the drop-off like this, and now it's all spiky throughout the, the last year. No thanks. Compare and contrast. Okay. Not on the air, but compare and contrast. <sighs> big, big difference. There's a huge difference between the two. We drink what we can. Um, I had fun. I think we had a great time. I'm the Rob Woodmere thing was amazing. I want to do more of that in the future. Yeah, I want to be careful about how we do it though. Okay. I just I want to make sure that we're not interviewing brewers just to interview brewers. <sighs> Cuz Satan told us to do it. No, I, no, no, no. Because, well, because part of the thing is is that like in the case of the Woodmeres, hey, you kids at home, what do you want us to do? Yeah. That's a good idea. Longer good shows, idea. shorter shows, you're both F-O-S. Yep. Um, <laughs> does of count as part of that? Yeah, it okay. does. The, the sh oh, speaking of shows, this is a little bit of show planning. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a future show called, that's basically the premise of beer and rock and roll. Oh. 
And so we talked a little bit about this pre-show, but the idea is, is that what songs talk about beer in the song. So, for example, uh, Flogging Molly has a song about drinking beer. And Real Big Fish has a song called Beer that's actually a rocking song. Uh, Frank Zappa on the Baby Snakes album has a, has a song about beer. Excellent. So those are the kind of things we're looking for. We're not looking for the funny, you know, the, the Dr. Demento funny five kind of things. Ha <laughs> ha! Tonight's funny five. What? Stay demented. Where's you know? It sounds just like class dismissed. Coincidence? <laughs> oh, John! I just gave away. Oh, I just John. gave away. A big <laughs> we don't have a funny five. Have you noticed the uh, the thread on uh, on the Brewing Network called? Dungeons and Dragons, dragons bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, <clears throat> sort of sad too. Why? Because they know about it, or because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know about it? Yeah. Wait, what is this? Is a good mic? Does it pick this all this up like this? It'll pick it up. Probably does. It uh, does. It has that mic. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, that's a good looking mic. I just want to say, I always think it's funny when the people write in about, dude, the show's too long. I'm like, yeah, but we had f six or seven really big beers. You know, having uh, first accessed what my email through Pine. Yeah. F U M F's. Um, because you were probably still getting your butt wiped by your mother, or maybe when not. I was first using the internet. Um, everybody, you got to stay away from any criticism on, on the internet because some idiot is going to say this is horrible. This should be this way, or this yeah. should be this way. Go read Yelp. Oh, Yelp yeah. comments about places, and you will find that. Yeah, I was bothered by this, so I'm going to write this horrible thing because I'm an uppity person this way or an uppity person that way. And what you have to do is take all this, throw out. You throw what? out the tail. You throw out the heads and tails. Exactly. Yeah. And no, no, I'm not. And besides that, we all get five stars out of five when we do beer school. Exactly. Well, it used to be. Um, <laughs> I want to. I'm, I'm going to say that it used to really bother me. Like I, you know, a year ago, I was. That comment would have just. Uh, I know it would have really, it really would have bugged me, and now I'm like. That's yeah. because you like people, and I hate people. <laughs> I hate people, so nothing bothers me. <laughs> I go, you obviously don't know what you're talking about because I said that, and I'm obviously perfect. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we had the discussion about perfect a while ago. Yeah, and liking people and all that. Yeah, well, generally. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you know the, all these all these things. For the people at home, I'm bringing the mic closer to my face. Yeah, but be careful about that thing; it's going to pop, and your back's going to blast out. Then we'll have two lawsuits against the Herman Miller. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what's the difference between regular lesbians and Canadian lesbians? Oh my gosh. Canadian lesbians <laughs> say A. <laughs> They're describing going and buying beer. It's like yeah, I picked up a two four of twoies. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking, wow, Bob and Doug didn't make it up. It's real. <laughs> what were you drinking last night at the party? We were drinking a lot of different things. There was a there was a beer from Bear Republic that was left in the in Grr. the bottle. There was uh, some Budweiser. There was some, some Tecate, or as they say, Tecate. Tecate. Uh, there was some. Uh, watermelon wheat, or actually some hell or high watermelon that was in the in the I'll frozen. never get used to that. Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna. Well, anyway, I corrected it. Um, there was a whole bunch of different beers. Sweet. And I got there late. It was twelve when I got there. Didn't need a lot more beer, but it's always fun to hang out with a predominantly lesbian crowd. Excellent. The things that you learn. Girls, 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 as Motley Crue said. Yeah. The things that you learn, you would never learn from any other from any other setup. <laughs> I'm just saying, hanging out with lesbians is underrated. <laughs> the world needs to know that. Excellent. You got that world? Yeah. Uh, so, world, what are you doing with the rest of your summer? You still got a month. Well, you should. It's a month of Labor Day. Yeah, well, that's why they have the uh, beer butt chicken part as homework. And that's why they have the the uh, go to a beer festival as part of their homework. That's true. And that's why they have the drink local beer as part of their homework. John, you're on top of this. You're saying, you know what you're pointing out? I'm not on top of this. <laughs> it's my job. I just sort of coast. We have an invitation here from Elizabeth Street Brewing. <gasps> what are they up to? They're brewing beer today. Uh, they started at 9 in the morning, which means they're almost done. Right. This is one of our kids at home. This is one of our friends who brews beer out of their house. But their house is featured in some makeover show on one of those cable While channels. you were out. I want to say... It was while you were out. I want to say that one of the people who was the host of that show, while seemingly very creative, was not very creative at all. I've seen their basement. Oh, no, no, it's no. Their basement's very. It's very cool. Uh, I, I, I think it's. I think it was a. I think it was a, a stand-up job. I'm just saying that one of the hosts of the show, and this is no disrespect for, for. Um, for for Richard and his wife, but it seems like you know for the amount of effort that it was that more it could have been more it could have been more awesome it could have been better 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 right all right uh, Edgefield that could have been homework book a weekend away at the Edgefield this is the after show we can't give homework on I the know after but show. how awesome would that be. We should get a cut, a kickback from the Edgefield if that's the homework. Maybe, maybe. All right, you're right. This one tastes like freckles, and this one tastes like ass. 
No, I was just going to say, it's what, what, what do you get when you're older? Gonorrhea. I'm just saying that this, this taste, okay, I can't use that analogy. This tastes like 21 something, and this tastes like 35 something. Uh. <laughs> this one's more sophisticated, potentially. Okay. You know those, you know those perfumes that some kind, sometimes you you encounter, and it's like, ugh. And I know what she's trying to do. She's trying to be all. I'm not being fruit girl anymore. I'm trying to be more sophisticated. And so this is my, this is my new sophisticated scent. And it's like, uh, okay, that smells like my mom. <laughs> no, John, I'm going to leave you with this analogy all to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I'm using the analogy. How did we start the show? I don't remember. Oh, we were talking. When you listen, when you listen, this show will have come full circle on that one. <laughs> and I started it off. Oh, you—that's right. No, you did start it off. You said this one tastes like kissing a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, freckles. <laughs> now I'm distracted. You're distracted by freckles. <laughs> oh, now I'm distracted. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Show I know over. it's show over for me. Motor, motor's been distracted by freckles. <laughs> he wants to count them. <laughs> I have. You have? I have. When did you count them? Did you get to count all of them? Hey, kid. <laughs> did you get to count all of them? No, you approximate those things. That's why we learn statistics. I thought you got to count them all. I thought no. you were going to count them with your tongue. No, that's disgusting, John. What are you talking about? For who? The homework. It's disgusting for who? The homework. <sighs> all right. Hey, kid. <laughs> invent a freckle counter. <laughs>